You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market Responsibly Farm Salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is the Sunday edition of the Busted Open Podcast with Justin Labar. I'm Jonathan Hood. And Justin, CM Punk's SmackDown promo was spectacular. It was spectacular. He started dropping names. It's starting to get heated up here with CM Punk. Also, the NXT PLE deadline taking place in Bridgeport, Connecticut. What a great event for Shawn Michaels and crew. Great event. Uh, Stars are being made in NXT. It is uh, flying as high as it ever has. Also, we had our first installment of the busted open confessional where you had an opportunity to tell your confessions hey we had our confessions and we really let it out we really were able to let people know what was on our mind stuff i've been holding for over 20 years i'm getting it off my chest it might be controversial but i feel better (laughs) enjoy the fun on the sunday edition of busted open the podcast cm punk he speaks openly. People thought the first time around that it was kind of kind of like uh, colored by the numbers promo. I'm back. I'm home. But this one on Friday from Providence, Rhode Island, the tribute to the troops, this felt a little bit more meaningful. It felt a little bit more like CM Punk being able to shoot a little bit with the audience and really tell you what's on his mind. It did. And one thing that we didn't hear in that sound, but that he did mention right off the top was, you know, he was at, I believe, the start of hour two for SmackDown. And he said, I'm not at the end of the show, so I'm not going to get my time cut. Which, you know, he was at the end of Raw for his first promo back. And it and it did, by my estimation, start a little later than I, th- I think it started, like 57. So it was a little bit later than you would... Uh, you would want in terms of just letting them let them have some time to breathe. So uh, maybe that, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe that did answer. Maybe he called an audible to himself on that raw promo. You know, I took it as when he was on raw, you don't need to say much at all. You know, people were all still digesting and, and accepting the reality that you're actually back, that you came back 48 hours earlier to a company. We don't know if we'd ever see you again. at. so I took it as, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to fire all the bullets. You know, just show your face, smile, say you're back, and that's fine. You have plenty of time to get into the who, what, why, when, and where. But, yes, this one on Friday, definitely uh, more substance to it. He even took a veil shot at at something with a, in AEW, and the crowd didn't even really react to it when yes. he talked about punching people backstage. So I don't you know, that, I don't know what that means, but he, he, they, they didn't even get the huge ooh out of that. That, that one kind of fell flat. But he started uh, referencing Seth Rollins without saying Seth Rollins. And then he named a lot of other people uh, that he could work with. Some he has, some he hasn't. Uh, and it, and, and yeah, he's on this, uh, he's on this return tour. He's on this, uh, who's going to sign me tour. Uh, I th- again, talk about perception. As I said, last segment about NXT and standing alone, uh, that, you know, subconsciously that helps that perception of NXT. 
that CM Punk unadvertised showed up mm-hmm. on their premium live event and kind of solicited the interest there. Like, had he not, had he not even bothered, then it kind of like, again, subconsciously, oh, well, it's just NXT. But no, Punk even made a point to stop by and say, hey, you know, I'm an independent guy. I'm an underground kind of guy. This is this is NXT. This is this is this is built from the underground. So I thought uh, I, I again I, I think that they are really firing on a lot of of their best cylinders right now with this this punk return and reintroducing him to the company. You could tell we're ramping up toward WrestleMania season when you start to get uh, wrestlers that you have not seen in a while. So it starts <laughs> with Randy Orton just coming out of nowhere, being part of Survivor Series. Again, trying to figure out, is he going to be a Raw SmackDown guy? And now CM Punk. So now you're ramping up, getting some faces that you haven't seen in a while as you get closer and closer to Philadelphia and WrestleMania. So, you know, as far as the CM Punk promo is concerned for me, Justin, it's like, as I mentioned, spraying to all fields. And where he says, uh, talks about Cody Rhodes' story, he says, what about my story? Heel or babyface? Like, why would he mention Cody Rhodes? I thought they were friends. And again, this is why it's so new and fresh, because you don't know where CM Punk's coming from. Now, he'll say things, but you don't know where he's got, like, you know, he talks about Kevin Owens, you know. We're too much alike. Uh, do, a, do we fight each other, or can we be a tag team? It's just little things, little seeds that he plants in the, in the minds of the fans to try to figure out, okay, what side is he on? And where is he going to be? Where would he best be suited, Raw or SmackDown? That's what I like. I like the mystery, the whole thing about the business, Justin. I would love to tell you it's about work rate. I'd love to tell you about whether or not it's a four- or five-star match, but it's about nope. the promo. Why is yep. CM Punk there? It's because of the promo, to build up to when he does wrestle, when he does get into the ring. This is why Cart Before the Horse happened with him in AEW, because, yes, he had the pipe bomb promos in AEW, but they kept pushing him out there, like, well, you got to justify your contract, so I need you on Rampage. I need you on Dynamite. I need you to run. Well, actually, no. This is a guy here that you know that can get it done in the ring. Here's how I know this. Let's go, let's go all the way back to Rowdy Roddy Piper when he left the Carolinas, when he left uh, Mid-Atlantic and went to the WWE. The reason why that it worked is because he started Piper's Pit. He was able to talk, and then when he did get himself into a storyline with Hulk Hogan, then you want to see him. And I think that that's the point. Like, when Piper got there, some think, oh, was he like a catch-as-catch-can wrestler, and he was he just a, a heel that was on every garden show, every show? No. No, he talked them in the building with his show. It was the mic work first before you saw him in the ring. Same thing with CM Punk. That's why that this works so well because there's a lot of plates spinning in the air with him. Which show is he going to be on? Who's he going to attack first? Does he go after the bloodline? He wants Roman. Does he want you know issues maybe with Seth Rollins? Who knows? That's the mystery. That's why we love what we see with CM Punk because you just never know. You're exactly right, and... Um... You know, that kind of, I mean, you're right. That kind of highlights one of the, the biggest miss with him with AEW was the best promo work he did was impromptu and unscripted and unplanned. And it was promos that they could never get anything in the ring from. You know, he's cutting his best stuff <laughs> yeah. at press conferences and it has everybody talking. I mean, it dominates the wrestling news cycle for the following week, but you never got anything out of it in the ring. So all it did was cause you headache and stress. He made yeah. no money off of it. Yeah. And then you eventually end up losing the the, 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 the the straw that stirs this whole controversial drink. So um, you know what I, you know what I'm thinking about, Justin, based yeah. on the promo from from CM Punk. You know what I'm thinking? So he says pretty much saying I want to be in the main event at WrestleMania. And it's something that you and I talked about a little bit last week. What if, right? What if CM Punk is in that picture against Rollins and or uh Roman Reigns? 
So if he's going to be at WrestleMania, can you make a parallel that there, we probably won't see The Rock wrestle at WrestleMania for the heavyweight title? Not necessarily. Well, for the heavyweight title, yes. But I think, I mean, this is this is tremendous. I mean, obviously, Punk calling a shot for the Rumble, which is still funny to me. And Cody, you know, Cody declares himself. Well, who has to declare to be in the Rumble? Of course, everybody wants to, th- to be one of the 30 spots to be in the Rumble mm-hmm. uh, to go to Mania. But anyways, um, not necessarily. I, I don't think this takes the Rock out of the equation of WrestleMania. I think it takes him out of a world title picture equation. And quite frankly, that's the most logical scenario, anyways. I mean, why, why, why does? I mean, the Rock, the Rock is he's in an atmosphere that's even above world titles. You know, I mean, he's 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 above that, quite frankly. So I think what it does, just 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 one scenario for you, just one scenario of, you know, it looks like we're gonna have Randy Orton challenge. Roman Reigns at the Rumble. That that seems like the direction they're going in. If Randy Orton, very credible, you know, worthy Randy Orton, was to beat Roman Reigns, then it's not at some Joe Schmo secondary event. It's the Royal Frickin' Rumble. It's going to be a stadium show. If he was to stop the, the reign of Roman Reigns with the title, and so now you have Randy going to Mania as champion. You have, let's say you have Seth going as champion. Yeah. Well, there's some options there. Cody could work Randy. That there's a finishing the story there, going up against your mentor from Legacy. There's a story there. Punk could still work Rollins. You could still have The Rock and Roman Reigns. Don't need a title. It's all about family. It's all about bloodline. It's all about you know succession there. It, again, does not need a title. So I don't think this takes out The Rock from the equation. I just think that it it, it does it does it does allow you more creative options to not have Roman Reigns be the title holder and still have compelling big marquee matches. But Look, I said to you on week one when we when we started the show the night after the day the morning after Survivor Series, I said one of the things of why Punk is back is something that no other promotion can give him that he never got to do, which is to main event to WrestleMania, and with two nights now in Mania, it's there's more real estate to accomplish that. I, I just think it's fascinating because as we get further and further closer to Philadelphia and WrestleMania, that you got all these as you mentioned these different options. Randy Orton's an option, CM Punk's an option. You know, um, Cody Rhodes is still in the mix. Jay uh, Uso, by the way, no Yeet. Just just uh, main event Jay Uso, by the way. No Yeet anymore. That's gone. Can't use Yeet. Can't um, Yeet. But he's he's also in the mix too. Drew McIntyre is on the outside looking in. He's an OLI. It's just this is what you want. I always and, say and, this. And, and we didn't even mention who LA Knight's floating around. Uh, 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 I mean the popular. I mean he is oh, selling yeah. more merch than anybody. Yeah, LA Knight's pop floating around. Eventually, Guther, I don't know if it's if he's got to shed the IC title first, but th- th- this is as deep as it. I cannot remember the last time the Rumble was this deep of, yeah, this person maybe could. Hold on a second. Do you what? do you what? do you have what? Gunther shedding the title like Samoa Joe? No one can beat me. Just lays the title out in the ring so no, be a no. title. Uh, that, uh, uh, you uh, just uh, laid uh, that uh, out uh, there. Shed the title, but lay it down the ring so it can be in the contention for the world title. I love it. Bite, bite your tongue, Jay Hood. I would never, ever. I, I, I despise that entire thing that that that, that Joe did. It just, it just, I mean, if 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 I already didn't think the ROH title was worth much anyways, and this whole brand, it just <laughs> he just cemented it right there. I did not suggest anything. <laughs> Maybe when I said shed, I should have used the the wrestling insider term of when he drops the title, uh-huh. when he does the, when he does the job, when he looks at the lights for three seconds. I don't know if he gets if he drops the title prior to Rumble or not, but. He's forever floating in that also that conversation. I still think he's going to fight Brock and Mania. I think that's the perfect way to do it. He, he's, he, 
Gunther should eliminate a whole bunch of people in Rumble, and then here comes Brock, and Brock eliminates him, and then and, and, and we're off to the races. But no, don't, 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 don't ever. I don't ever want to even think or speak of <laughs> that segment where Samoa Joe comes out there, has a match, yes. has a match. They could have just dropped it right there, and it has a match, retains the title, but then, oh, this title's not worth retaining, eh. Put on the ground. <laughs> That's it. Well, the I last don't know. Time we're talking about that segment. I'm just tell. Well, all I can tell you, Justin, is, you know, if the Miz can't beat Gunther, I'm not sure who can. I'm just telling you. I mean, that was the best opportunity to get the belt off of him, and it didn't work. So I'm just saying, like, if the Miz can't get it done, I'm not sure anybody in the company can get that IC title off of him. I mean, he's had the championship for a long, long time. So, I mean, the Miz is all powerful and mighty. He couldn't get it done. So. There you have that. He's mighty miss. <laughs> 877-344-4893-877-FIGHT93 is our telephone number. So which brand should CM Punk go to? Should it be with Adam Pierce at Raw? Adam Pierce needs a win, by the way. He needs a win. After uh, losing uh, Randy Orton to Nick Aldis in SmackDown, maybe, just maybe, CM Punk goes to Raw. What do you think is best? You want to see him on that three-hour show, Punk? popping up a couple of times on USA Network, or do you want to see CM Punk on SmackDown Friday nights on Fox? The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. There were so many highlights out of this show from NXT Deadline, Justin, but right there, here's Braun Breaker with three quick falls, as we just heard right there. Was that was that Breaker or was that Brock Lesnar, the way he cut through the, his opponents that quickly in the men's uh, match right there? As he was hitting those spears and the poses he was doing, I had flashes of Bill Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, uh, tremendous, you know, uh, tremendous performance. First off, just on that sound we heard there, um, I, you know, WWE commentary is very strong right now across the shows. And, and let's not leave out uh, on NXT here, Vic Joseph and Booker T. I love the way they work together. Uh, and I yeah. thought the, their narration right there in, the, in those moments were, uh, were, were great. Um, yeah, I mean, Braun Breaker, I mean, this guy, uh, again, picking up where we left off last segment uh before i see him hit a spear a frankensteiner a steiner recliner or anything you just see this bad mamma jamma coming down the aisle i mean he he means business and that's, and, that's, and, and, and that's before i tell you 
that he's a son of a Steiner brother. He's a hybrid of both. He is. He, he's got the the quick twitch ability and the power of Rick, his dad, and the attitude of Scott. He's the he's both, and he's done so much that I've read and seen. Justin, it's time, Ryan. I mean, it may, it maybe he's in the Rumble in 24. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's he's done so much in the company. At this point in time, now he's helping the next generation of NXT stars be able to push their way up. That's what I think. I don't see him on the same level because of how great he's been. Not only is NXT champion, but his in-ring work. It's the point now where he's helping Trick Williams. He's helping some of the other younger guys get to the next level. So that tells me that he belongs in a Raw or SmackDown ring. He really does. That's a that's a great uh, point by you. I I, I think that that kind of sums it up. Whether whether we whether whether we have said it or realized it or not, you just brought it out right there. Breaker's done his time in NXT. He's proven who he is. He's done all that he can do in NXT. It does feel like everybody there knows, and 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 apparently us as the audience can even feel it that the calendar's already circled. He's coming. Whether it's here for Mania season or he's that big name that pops up the night after Mania. His time is approaching the main roster. And so, yeah, he's just right now, he's that guy that's that's just doing his last little thing. He's cleaning up his desk at NXT. Uh, here, if I could, here, 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 have my fridge. I'll give you my fridge. You put it in your office. He's just doing all the little things you can do to make life your right better for those that are there in NXT and stuff. Time to go because he's on his way up. He's taking the elevator up to the next floor. Now, you tell me, because I think that uh, as a worker, isn't this like the time honor tradition of like, hey, do the right thing. You've already been champion. Yeah, there's not going to be any skin off your nose if you are not going to win this uh, this Iron Challenge here, this Iron Survivor match. Just, you know, we'll give you some spots, do the right thing, and then on your way out, you'll be even better. Isn't that kind of what he's doing right now? It's kind of the time our tradition of, hey, do the right thing, and then we'll move you along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know that sequence of him coming out, you know, still reminding everybody that he's a monster and he is who he is, and getting those three falls in, in forty seconds, that then made all the more, you know, all the more greatness, uh, all the more of achievement for Trick Williams, and that final seconds when Trick Williams gets that, you know, that fourth uh, fall to to win it all. I mean that 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 helped elevate Trick even more, and and you know, again, you see Trick Williams come out, it's clear that he's over with the people, um, but that. That him him getting that last minute that last second rather pin on Braun Breaker to win that Survivor Challenge that has now moved Trick Williams up to a whole different level. Um, his momentum is even hotter if you can imagine the, what it was going into Deadline. So we talk about how characters can evolve, how wrestlers can evolve, and again we talk about five star matches and whether or not it's a good in ring product, but also you think about character development as well. Ilya Dragunov, first time I saw him was in NXT UK. That was my little secret show on a Thursday afternoon. Oh, let's take a look at this. I don't know when else, if anyone else is watching it, but this is when I ran into, like, Noam Dar. Hell, that's the first time I saw Rhea Ripley at NXT UK, and I'm like, whoa. And it was uh, that, that show, just like the old NXT, must watch for me every single week. Saw the Gallus brothers and all that. Um, the Coffee brothers under Gallus. Ilya Dragunov was part of that. And so I saw him against the then Volter and now Gunther. And I know that's during a pandemic. Justin, let me tell you something. I've seen a lot of wrestling. It, you'd be far-fetched to find a match that physical with, with Gunther against Dragunov in NXT UK. And I fell in love with Dragunov at that time. Young Russian, but he had this he, – he just – 
was a bump machine. He took so much punishment. He just kept firing back. You love the fire from Dragunov, and now he's the NXT champion. Takes on Baron Corbin. And I've always thought, just me, I've always thought that Baron was a, a, a smooth worker. I just think the creative around him over the years has not been very good. Happy Corbin, you know, trying to be, trying to bring Constable Corbin. Out of him. Yeah, just not, yeah, yeah. Constable Corbin, down and out Corbin, bum Corbin, all that stuff, right? But I've always thought he's a smooth worker. And I know that maybe people in the stands in Bridgeport were like, oh, there's no way Baron Corbin's going to win the championship. That's not the point. Point is, though, is that Baron Corbin belongs in NXT. It's almost a rehab project for him where it's like, yeah, I got some really shitty creative, but you know what? I'm here to be able to get back to basics and work. And I thought the match was fine. I know the crowd was probably exhausted by then, but the point is, though, is that it was a good match and it elevated Dragunov and it and didn't do anything bad for Corbin either. I thought it was a very solid NXT heavyweight t- uh, title matchup. I agree. First off, I don't know how often we get to talk about Baron Corbin, so I want to. Uh, I agree. I'm. A, I've always been a Baron. I've always been. I've always been a fan of what Baron Corbin can do. That's not to say that now he can be a really good heel. Yes, and that's the point. He he falls into that damn trap that I cannot stand. Is where wrestling fans try to outsmart themselves. They try to, they start to overthink things and oh I don't like Corey, you know, because he came from the NFL and he he didn't work the Indies and he didn't do this or he's not a good he he's not a good he he has he has turn go away heat and he, no. <laughs> no he does not. No he does not. <laughs> if you don't like him, if you know who he is, if you know what he looks like and you don't like him, he's doing his job. I don't 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 give me this out you're not gonna outsmart yourself. You're not gonna outsmart this process. If you don't like him, he's done his job. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, Baron Corbin. And, and you're right. I think you said rehab project. I, he's, you know, I think he's 39. I mean, so, you know, I could see him maybe going back to Raw and SmackDown. Maybe, maybe one, you know, another run here or there. But, you know, it, 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 it's, it's been overlooked what he's been able to do and how good he's able to do it. He, he, he doesn't get ever enough praise from 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 the wrestling community. Uh, so that's that's the Baron Corbin thing. I do agree. I think I think the audience was a little exhausted by the time they got this match. I think having two of those iron survivor challenges match that that. That, that that I mean that's that's a lot of drama. I mean you, oh, know, yeah. you got fifty you got an hour's worth of of, of, of action there and those two matches with uh, ten different talents. I think there was a lot after those two. Um, but Ilya Dragunov, he I, I he kind of reminds me in some ways of like a Brian Danielson. He's a little undersized, but I don't hold that against him anyway. I don't I don't even even if he is only five eight five nine. Uh, he's got such explosion in the ring. And he explodes through the screen. Uh, with with his intensity, he's got good facial expressions when the camera catches him on, on those moments. He sells really well, I believe, uh, for for my opinion. So I I think he, that's who he reminds me of is that he gets a little bit larger than life, um, you know, bigger than what his stats may call. And you know what I think? I was reading this the other day. I think, you know, obviously, Russian heels portraying Russian heels is a that goes back decades in, in pro wrestling, right? You know, yes. the Vol- Volkov and. And 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 I mean, they even they even try to pass off. They try to pass off Rusa for a minute that he was from Russia, and then they went back to Bulgaria. Nikita I think Koloff, that, Ivan Koloff, yeah, uh, yeah, Zukov, yeah, yeah. Russia Russia's always a has been a, a a pro wrestling trope of a heel. Mm-hmm. I actually think Dragonoff for WWE, Dragonoff might be the first actually Russian born talent that they have in the ring. He was born in Moscow. I don't I I don't know of any other talent that actually was born in Russia. That's a very good question. I'm going back into my mind. Yeah, you know, for WWE, no, I'm not. Don't I? I can't. I can't speak to 
uh, to the other territories and promotions back in the day. That's more year, but for, for WWE, I don't think they've ever had a Russian-born champion. Well, what where was Nikolai Volkov from? Was he not from? I don't Russia? think he, I, I don't know if he was born in Russia. I mean, I, well, I, that's I, a, I, I grew up in Maryland. He was he lived in Maryland for most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good I, question because like on. Ivan Koloff was Canadian, but but a Russian. Nikita Volkov Koloff was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Volkov was uh, Nikolai Volkov was born in Croatia. Okay. Um, um, Nikita Koloff was from Minnesota. I think uh, Boris Zukov was from the Carolinas. <laughs> I believe he was. Yeah. Uh, sold out Houston off. I think he's an AWA talent. I don't think he uh, definitely he's from the United States. So that the trope was who if you're a Russian, you're a bad guy. But it is interesting that you bring this up in which you know, Nikita Koloff was turned to babyface. That's only because Dusty Rhodes needed someone after the uh, Magnum TA um, motorcycle accident. He needed a babyface, and Nikita Koloff, who was a red-hot heel uh, in the NWA, he turned babyface. And it worked for a while, and then it had, you know it got into the 90s, and it kind of just tapered off. But I think it is interesting that a, a Russian-born athlete like Dragunov could be a babyface. He was a sympathetic baby face, I thought, in NXT UK against uh, Gunther. But now, I mean, he's getting cheers. People respect him. So it is a little bit of a different turn. And, again, I can't remember, like, a, an actual Russian-born wrestler uh, in WWE. I agree with that. I'm trying to think about it. I can't come up with someone. Yeah. Um. They, 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 so there was hits and misses, Justin. And so the, the miss for me was Roxanne Perez against Keanu James. And I know that if um, some of the NXT talent is – Listening to the show on on getting about to get on the airplane and go to their destination, they're like, "Oh, but it was a steel cage match. They worked so hard. Yes, they did work hard, but the disconnect for me and call me old school. If it is a steel cage match, it is the ultimate blow off. That means there must be major nuclear heat between Perez and James. And again, for someone who's in and out with NXT, I don't know if it was nuclear heat because that's the reason why you erect the cage." But then afterwards, it's like there's interference. It's the old, you know, it, it was the old uh, Terry Gordy slamming the cage on Kerry Von Erich's head uh, spot. And I didn't know who that lady was. See, that's the thing. Like, I, that's, maybe that's a miss on me. I didn't know who that was on the outside. I don't know if the audience in Bridgeport knew who that was. But also, even though the work was good in the ring, I just was like, who's Izzy James? And how and why is this cage up if they're not really going after it? Makes sense. No, it it makes total sense. Um, because as I'm so first off, I I do agree with the whole thing of like, you know, it did not feel justified for a cage. It, I I was watching this and I was like, I'm not I'm not. I'm not I'm not and this is not connected. I'm missing something. And then you're right when the interference happens. Here's my first confession on this Sunday. That interference happens, and I see a blonde in that coat, and then the way it all happens, the way the camera shot, I go, what the hell is Tiffany Stratton doing back out here? <laughs> what is she back out there again? <laughs> and then Vic proceeds to tell me who this is, and I, I'm like, oh. So, yeah, again, maybe that's on me, but I was like, I don't know who that is that's returning. I don't know who that is that's slamming the door, that's, that, that's, that's, that's trumping the almighty steel cage that's supposed to keep everybody else in the world out of this. I don't know. I... And, and and again, maybe it's just OLI. It's me, OLI, outside looking in. I didn't understand. I thought that match could have took place without the cage. And it's just yeah. me. It's Hey, listen, Justin, maybe it's just me not understanding the story, but a cage match should be the ultimate. 
Like, they're really getting in. And it was a fine match. It was a fine match. It's just that I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't know why, it was, why the cage was up if you're not going to really, you know, spread someone's face against the cage, <laughs> against the cyclone fence, you know? Um, so that was one thing. Uh, one thing for the internet wrestling community I want to take a shot at, just very briefly. So we get Carmelo Hayes, who's just trying to reinvent now and get kind of get back into the title picture. He has a, a contender's match of sorts against Lexus King, the old Brian Pillman Jr. Can I just tell you something, Justin? I saw, I've seen Brian Pillman Jr. The, the AEW run was not as successful as I think it should have been. I saw uh, Brian Pillman Jr. at MLW. I've seen him in the indies. I know he can go. He can work. I've interviewed him. He's, he's so much like his dad, whether or not he wants to hear that or not. He's so much like him uh, as far as in-ring, all this stuff. But the internet wrestling community is thumbs down on Lexus King because of the vignettes and, like, the story. Hey, the story's real. If you get away from the story, the, he could still go. So I don't understand the thumbs down on Brian Pillman Jr. I know he's a, a he's a, a up-and-coming, solid wrestler. He's been around for a while. And I just think that a push should be coming. He's not just some guy veteran to push around. I really believe that Lexus King can be something NXT. It's a, uh, we talk about rehab projects. That's who he is. He deserves better than what the internet wrestling community is saying. Like, oh, I don't like these vignettes, and he's boring, and his beard's weird. I mean, the guy can go in the ring. Yeah, um, it's a hell of a lot better than being um, a varsity blonde 2.0, 3.0, yeah, barely, you know, on rampage. I mean, that that that. I mean, he 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 can go. Um, you know, I had the chance to see him up close here again. We had him here at IWC IWC Wrestling uh, several times a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the moment that he walks in the building, I'm not I'm not even talking about through the curtain to the crowd. The moment he walks in the building, um, he he ha- he has it. You can tell that he is the son of, you know, uh, a, a very controversial, but you can tell he's a pro wrestler's kid. I mean, just I, 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 oh, yeah. I don't have a, you know, it, he has it. Um, very, very nice to deal with. Very respectable. Handles his business. Um, I agree. I like the. I actually must say this. Watching last night, I like the Lexus King name and the story and the vignettes and all the stuff that's behind this. I actually thought last night in the ring that was actually one of not one of his best showing. Some some things in the ring looked a little ill timed. If we want to get into nitpicking X's and O's, but that's that's one match and then there's going to be a million matches. But it, it it you know it's the character work. It's the vignettes. That that's what's going to matter. And so I agree. He he has a hell of a lot more upside and potential as Lexus King and pulling from all the different things they are going to pull from his, from his family history, from his own history. There's a whole lot more to explore upon and make money upon and book upon than there is of him just being in a tag team where he's a varsity blonde 2.0 going as the name Hillman jr. And, you know, eventually what happened, you know, and I think WWE has found great success. WWE in the last 20, last 20 years has had, this crazy influx of second and third generation stars. You know, The Rock was kind of ahead of his time, being the third generation guy coming in in 96. The last 15 to 20 years, WWE's had so many of the guys who came up when the business was booming through the 80s and 90s that now their kids are wrestling. And how many of them, when they had to hold the name and be so-and-so junior, DiBiase junior, you know, uh, oh. Hennig junior. You know, it, it's, it is such an unfair... It's amazing Randy Orton did and exceeded what he did of, of, of his father. Um, 
so many of these guys and they have to use the family name and be so-and-so junior, or I want him to be the next million dollar man. I want him to be the next, you know, I mean, that's Cody's story, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a tall, unfair task and hill to climb. So I like the blending of, we're not going to, we're not going to play dumb. Everybody's got Google. We're not going to, we're not going to act like that. You can't figure out who Lexus, what Lexus King's real name is and who he's the son of. We're going to lean into it. And we're going to, we're going to pull from it where it helps us and where we can, but we're not going to brand him on a poster as Brian Pillman Jr. We're going to let him create his own identity. And for some people who are newer wrestling fans, all they're going to know is Lexus King. They may have never seen Brian Pillman senior. And for those of us who have been watching and know, the cachet that Brian Pillman holds, especially from a promo and a character standpoint, then you can add it and you can appreciate it when you hear Lexus King. Yeah, it was, uh, the match was a little clunky. Like, I, you know, there's nuts and bolts that we could break down where it was a uh, clash of two different styles, but I like those two being in the ring. And this is what happens when you have one-offs. You know, you want to be able to, this is why you want to get on the road and work those kinks out. That way you have a smoother match. But it's still, I'm defending Lexus King. I think he's better than uh, what the internet wrestling community says about him. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. And that's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekly. Day three to six Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. I've been holding this in for over 23 years. Oh, it's one of those things deep down. I don't talk about at parties. Hmm. It's of the three faces of Mick Foley. Cactus Jack ranks third and last <gasps> out of the three faces. It goes mankind. Then dude love. Cactus Jack can bring up the rear. I, of course, couldn't come to this conclusion until after we knew all three faces. But by the time we had Cactus Jack versus Triple H, I realized I was more entertained with Triple H in a cage two years earlier against Dude Love. Sure, society loves the OGs. They love the original. They love the first. Cactus Jack lost an ear in Germany with Vader bumping on bombs with Terry Funk in Japan. Mm -hmm. But then here comes mankind with worms on his breath, playing with rats in the basement, gets to the Undertaker more than anybody had up to that point, steals Paul Bearer from the Undertaker. Then later, mankind becomes the most unbelievable co-star in the buddy film and the highest rated segment that is This Is Your Life Rock. He's part of the rock and sock connection. And for me, that all spells mankind number one, then you have Dude Love, who we learn about. Man, we learn about the man behind the mask. We learn about Mick Foley. Yeah. And so we learned that all he wanted was to be a heartthrob babyface. That's all he wanted. He wanted to be like a Shawn Michaels, basically. Mm -hmm. Real home video footage of him cutting the promos and jumping from the from the freaking roof. Which one of us fans hasn't done that stuff? And we're oh. seeing the real home video footage. Dude Love will do the same bumps. As Cactus Jack, but it's more entertaining and it's more relatable because that's me. That's me as a fan getting to live my life out. That's do love. I am do love. So you got mankind, number one, do love, number two. Cactus Jack is in the ass. Number three, can I get an amen? <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. You got it off your chest. What a confession. Woo! Wow. That feels good. That feels me, good. 
Well, but by the way, I've never heard that before. Never heard that one before. All these Cactus Jack stands that's been there over the years, going back to his days and continental and world class and got to you know nwa and got to wwe with cactus jack but you're giving me cactus jack is number three wow that's saying something big man cactus can carry dude loves bags let me tell you something i thought the dude love was underrated i love that gimmick it was something totally different and new so but I, 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 I just tell you, I'm glad you said it. I don't know if I'm with you on those on that three, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, man. I'm glad you confessed. And again, this can, is. Go but ahead. you can see why you can see why I don't talk about this because could you imagine? Because if you're a hardcore Cactus Jack fan, you're probably a little crazy. You're probably a little, uh, uh, you know, violence probably is is your go-to. So I was like, I can't talk about this. That's true, because then you're choosing violence. Yes. <laughs> What's with some fans? That is for sure. Okay, so this is what we're doing. Again, something that you've never told anyone before. The bus and open confessional is open to you. 877-344-4893 is our telephone number. I'll give you one more, and I, and Brother Labar is going to give you one more as well. Then we'll get to the nation with your confessions. Okay. Justin, brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brother Labar, I'm going to tell you something that I've never told anyone before. This is the truth. Never told anyone this before. When he was in Ring of Honor, when he wrestled in front of, you know, 2,000 people, 2,500 people in the Midwest, when I saw this man, I would go to the bathroom or I'd go to the merch table, or I would just leave the venue altogether. Brother Labar, I was not a fan of Tyler Black, now known as Seth Rollins. Whoa. (laughs) That's the honest to God truth. Now, let me tell you something. Now, I've never told you this before, but he was go-away heat for me in Ring of Honor. Go away. I, I Listen, th- when the merch table was available, everyone was watching his match, I was the first one there. Can I get that T-shirt? Can I get that mug? Can I get that hat? Because I know no one was there ex- you know, to be at the merch table except me. And there was a time he was in the main event, and I left. Wow. what a- You were a Tyler Black hater. <laughs> You're not supposed to judge me now. Come on. I'm confessing this to you. Yes, I was. Hating ass hood. I mean. Oh, it's off your chest. I, I, I Look, you're right. Safe space. Safe space. <laughs> uh, do, do, you at least sing, do you at least sing his song now? Yeah, I do now. Okay. I know where I know what Kobe Lopez has done now, and he's a Bears fan, so he's cool with me. But oh, the, the, but, that's right. But, that's right. But, but, but the, at the time, though, Justin, I just – I was just up to here with the same moves and the same flips, and I was just kind of like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like, as Tyler Black, I did not get it. And honest to God, bathroom time, if he was in the middle of the card, merch table, popcorn, soda, or just leave. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's it. Just the slap in the face, just leave. (laughs) So... Seth Rollins is good with me now, but I'm just telling you, as Tyler Black, no, I was not a fan. So that's my confession to you and the Bust Open Nation. You didn't know that one. I told you. That, I did that not was know good. that one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's,
Man. They busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people.